Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on September 24th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Audrey Lukasek with the Gospel reading. Today in our Gospel reading, we hear from St. Matthew, the 20th chapter, verses 1 to 16. Jesus said to the disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into the vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw the others standing idle in the workplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired, about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled to the landlord, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat? But the landlord replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I chose to give the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Spirit of the living God, come now and grow our faith, deepen our hope, strengthen our love, and water in each of us a desire to be your faithful family forever. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever had a boss who practiced great leadership, leadership that exemplified good characteristics of what it means to lead. In the book, Christian Perspectives of the Leadership Challenge, 
the authors did some research. They did some research going throughout the world to look at large companies and churches and interviewed employees and employers and learned what are the characteristics of exemplary leadership. And they discovered that these characteristics include model the way, inspire a vision, challenge the process, enable others, and encourage the heart. Now, if you say, I never had a boss that I really, really liked, you are not alone. The research showed that of these 6,000 people that they interviewed, only 6% of leaders followed these five practices. That's not too many. So don't feel bad if you never had one of those leaders that you loved working for. But what is interesting when you look at these characteristics and you look at our gospel story today, you will find in this parable these characteristics of the landowner of the vineyard. Now we know when Jesus spoke in parables, we know who Jesus is really referring to, and that is God. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at the first characteristic of model the way. It was harvest time, and this landowner was so grateful. So what do you do when you are grateful? Do you find yourself that you keep what you have been given all to yourself? Or do you go and share it with others? This landowner, with all the land and with all the crops, shared it abundantly with others. The landowner went to the marketplace and saw that there were people who were standing in the marketplace who were needing work. And so the landowner offered these workers a job, a job that would provide food and shelter for their loved ones so that their loved ones could live. They were leaders in their families, and they needed a job and went out searching for work. This landowner shared the wealth with other, others. That early morning in that first group of hiring the workers, he offered them a generous wage. One denaria was more than what usually was given on a given day. And in fact, one denaria would be enough to feed a family for three or four days. The workers had agreed, mutually agreed on what the wage would be, and off they went to work. Now, they started early in the morning, in the heat of the day. Seeing how hard they were working, the own landowner went out and hired more people, not once, but three times once at noon, and again saw these workers having a lot to do. So at three o'clock, and then at five o'clock, kept bringing in more workers to help. In fact, what the landowner was doing was that other part of enabling others. Enabling others of making sure that when you have many different hands working together, it makes all of the work so much easier. And then lastly, the landowner engaged the heart of the workers, knowing that they would be able to provide for their family. Now, 
you may wonder about those workers who were there early in the morning, that maybe all the workers could not be there first thing in the morning. And why might that be? Could it possibly be they had a sick child? Or might they be taking care of an aging parent? But they showed up a little bit late and they thought they might have missed an opportunity. But lo and behold, here comes this landowner and who enabled them and an opportunity to get work. Generous landowner could have kept more of the profits at the end of the day, more for oneself, but instead had great joy in sharing with others. However, we are reminded at the end of the day, the landowner was challenged by workers who hired during the first shift. These workers grumble, feeling that it was unfair, unfair for them that the, they got the same wage as those who even worked just for a day. But how did the landowner respond to these grumblers? The landowner modeled the way in many ways, much like we heard today in this psalm. The psalm that said, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. The landowner began by addressing them as friend. Friend, did I not pay you what I promised? Take what belongs to you and go. The landowner did not deduct the, the, these wages due to their negative or disrespectful attitude. Instead, the landowner said, I chose to give to the last the same that I gave to you. I wish to show no partiality. The landowner challenged the process by putting up a mirror in front of the laborer's face and asking them why they were grumbling. Are you envious because I am so generous? Let's face it, I think if I were in the shoes of those who were the first workers, I might find myself grumbling a little bit. I can admit there have been times that I have experienced jealousy that someone else might get more than what I may get, or that I deserve more because I am entitled to have more. Now tell me, what happens? What happens to you when you get caught in judging others or comparing ourselves with others? I know for myself, I turn it inwardly. I may feel negative about who I am and about how I am comparing myself to others and then go down the rabbit hole of saying I'm not good enough, which then can oftentimes cause hurt to others. In addition to those times, I might find myself feeling really greedy and selfish, again, thinking only of myself. Let's face it, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself, doing that 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, can be hard.
But in those moments of where I find discouragement, I have to stop, look, and listen, and think. And then when I pause, I am then able to really see all that I have been given by God. Like the landowner who generously provides provides all that I need, gratefully provides abundant love, even when I may grumble. In the parable today, I am reminded, and I hope you are too, of God's being reminded of God's character and generosity. Fortunately for us, many of us have already have had a very full life of where we have experienced God's generosity of grace and love. Some may only discover it in those last few hours or even last few days of their life. Because we have this generous God, what do we do with generosity? Have you ever wondered what that 11th hour worker did with that generous check at the end of the day? Do you wonder what they did with that generous check? Or do you even wonder who showed up the next day for work? In our Bible study on Wednesday, I asked the question, who taught you in life about generosity? Did a graveside service this past week for one of our members and I didn't know this person well. I had visited him when he was still alert and brought communion. And I asked the family members to share words that describe their loved one. I heard kindness, loving, and generosity was in those top three words. Here was a person who was very generous with their family and with the world even to the church. The words that were described modeled exemplary leadership in this family as he cared for his wife and daughters. Another friend of mine this past week, they had a memorial service for her. She died at the age of 53 after living with cancer for 12 years. One of the hallmarks about Chris was she was a very generous person. I learned through the memorial, or memorial service and through her obituary that the memorial monies were to go to the school where she taught. It was a school in Rochester that served mostly low-income kids. And one thing that Chris did every year, she bought a new book for each child in that whole school. They wanted to continue the legacy of, of Chris. I also remember many years ago when Keurig coffee makers came up and we had this whole conversation and she said, you know, until I bought my Keurig coffee, every day going to work, I would stop at my favorite coffee shop. I could get my favorite cup of coffee and I realized how lucky I am to be able to afford this. But she said, what I did when I realized how much I was spending each week on coffee, I matched that amount and gave it to the church to support the ministry of the place. 
Chris was an amazing woman and her life and legacy, as well as this member, Cal, who we remembered this past week, were models of people who were very generous. Earlier this summer, I was introduced to a new app called Pray As You Go. And this summer, as I was doing my morning walk down to Chamber Bay, I was listening to the app, and that day, the focus was on generosity. And one of the questions they asked, if you looked at your checkbook or your credit card statement, what would it say about you and generosity? How generous are you? I have to make a, an admission. I stopped and I paused and I thought, what would my daughter say about my generosity practices based on my checkbook and my credit card statement? It was another reminder of all that I have been given and blessed with, and how can I give away what I've been given? As you recall, the last month I've been having drop-in sessions with members of the congregation, and one of the last ones that we had, there were seven of us gathered around the table, and uh, it was a wonderful conversation to hear where people are at in this time of transition, and one of the women said, Pastor Audrey, we are in this time of transition, but is there you know, some concerns or is there a greater need of what we need to address before we welcome a new uh, pastor to here at St. Mark's? This time took place right after our ministry fair, a ministry fair that we had here at church, and we updated our learn, serve, and grow brochure. And I, I was just so excited to, again, for those who weren't there sitting at that table to talk about it. We had 41 different groups uh, representative uh, from the St. Mark's Ministries here. But last week, I went through this um, document that we updated, and I counted how many different ways can people plug into ministry here and there were 99 different ways, more than all the groups that were represented there. And what is so wonderful is that I know that I am not alone in doing this ministry, of that I am supported by an amazing staff. I'm like the landowner who knows that I cannot do this work alone, but we need one another. Now, many, there are many different kinds of workers some here as St. Mark's are paid, and others volunteer. So responding to this woman's question, and we were talking about the ministry fair, I recognized and was able to share with them that we reflected on our giving patterns here at St. Mark's this past summer. This past week at our church council meeting, we had a budget update and we were told that over the summer months that our giving was down $40,000, $40,000 less than our projected budget. But that same day I was having that drop-in visit, I shared with the app devotion that was for the day. The title of that devotion was God Provides, and the music selection was trust in the Lord. Another time 
where God reminded me and woke me up and said, listen, listen, I am there for you. I will provide. Again, we are reminded in our gospel story today and in all of our lessons and music, we have a God who does show up, sometimes even surprises us, and reminds us that of who we are and what kind of God we have, a God who is generous and is good to all. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.